0: good afternoon everybody welcome to the matt townsend show i'm your host dr matt townsend your relationship coach your guide on the side welcome to the program we're here another monday Another beautiful Monday where I'm wearing a sweater and it's hot. <laughs> I, can, I can never get that right. If, I, if it's cold, I wear a tube top. If it's hot, I wear a sweater.
1: Utah is the worst bipolar disorder.
0: It's a weather it, uh, yeah. It would be a bipolar weather pattern. Yes, <laughs> which I don't know that they'd ever call it that. I don't know, Jess. I'm not. I mean, I'm not a weatherman. Well,
1: think about the definition. It works, kind of. It is
0: bipolar, Swings. two poles. Yeah. Exactly. Interesting. Today we got a great show for you. Uh, we're getting into just the fact that life. You may not notice this. It just throws you curves, right? So, you won't. Nobody's going to believe this, and so I don't want to talk about it. But I just got to say it. I got another sinus thing going.
1: Not from me. Well, I don't know.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, probably not from you. But it knocked me out. See, sinuses are a very sensitive thing. I'm pretty sure if we wanted to own the world, get rid of guns and weapons, (laughs) and all we got to do is somehow hook into someone's sinus cavity. Once you got a hold of someone's sinuses, you own the world.
1: Um, define knockout for me because how, I mean, if we're going to take over the world, we need some strong stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, you don't, all you need is probably a hook about (laughs) eight inches. I don't know how far in the sinus cavity goes, but here's what I know. Once my sinuses were hit, I was useless. I felt like a baby. I couldn't see. I, my eyes were watering. It was bad. So here's what I'm proposing. And somebody out there that's got brains figure this out. Um, we don't need wars and we don't need to dominate financially either. Everyone always thinks that you just, if you just own the financial markets, then you own the world. No. No. You don't need more weapons. You don't need more money. Sinuses. Own the sinuses. You own the sinuses. You own the world. That's my point.
1: But we can't get sick. We don't want to get sick. We just want to make other people sick. So it can't be like, we can get sick. Right. But yes, that's a great idea. I mean, I just think- Someone's going to pick up on that, and there's going to be an app. If I had a 1,000
0: strings to a 1,000 people's sinuses, they'd be little puppets for me. i just puppet them around. Right. Do the dishes.
1: (laughs) 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 You're going to be a great world leader. No dirty dishes. I'm probably
0: overthinking it, but- (laughs) You know, so here we sit. I just was ready for a great weekend because of my last Aww. cold. I hadn't exercised for three weeks. Started exercising last week. Boom, sinus problem.
1: Well, is it allergies? Because I'm starting to get a little bit out. I would.
0: I don't think so because this. Unless maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't know. There's allergies allergens in my pillow. <laughs> but I was down. So, not to depress anybody. But that's just one – that's an easy problem. So that's that. Other people have other problems. Their spouse is having an affair. Huge. Yeah. Or their child is sick. Big – that's huge. All of the disasters going on in different states. The missing airplane. I mean there's stuff going on. And yet we're still supposed to thrive. And we don't have energy and we're exhausted and we're tired and we can't do it. So on the show today, we are going to get into how to thrive – Amidst all the chaos, how to figure out how to find yourself, how to find your passion, and thrive truly, thrive amidst all of the difficult situations. Our own Jess has been doing research on the new in the news. What have you found in the
1: news? Um, I don't know if you or anybody out in Listerland has heard about this, but Amy Purdy is 34, bronze medalist, Paralympian, snowboarder. And now she's on Dancing with the Stars. Yes. Now the, I've seen her. Yes. She's good. So the thing about her, if you haven't heard about her, is that both of her legs um, were amputated due to bacterial meningitis mm. when she was 19. But now she's on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. And um, they've and talked great. about- Yeah. she's She's- um, This last one she did, she got 24 out of 30 possible points. Wow. And um, nobody considers her the underdog anymore, which- right. She has some limitations. Sure, um, her legs. She has to wear bottle caps um, on the inside of her legs, and they put a they strap it on with duct tape because that's where the button is that locks her legs. And so, oh, you don't want anything hitting hit that because then her legs will unlock. be done for it. So there's things like that. Yeah, but it's really funny because she was also talking about some advantages that she has. Um, like she could. Um, she um, sorry. She can. Uh, if she breaks her leg, um, if someone else broke their leg, they would be out. But oh, yeah. she can just replace her. She just
0: calls in a new one.
1: <laughs> and she has like legs for different ones. Oh, see, um, now that would be cool. So you things. have
0: interchangeable legs.
1: Yeah, well, and she, well, I mean, she has. Different if you have to kick for, like, somebody, you have the, kick, the
0: leg kicker, the, the kicker leg.
1: <laughs> she has snowboarding legs, and then she has dancing legs. That's cool. Yeah, so she's really. I mean, she has a good attitude about yeah. it, and her um her coach also has. A good attitude about it. He said that instead of making it a disability and they're going to find ways that they can make it an advantage. Oh, yeah. For her, so. Well, I
0: mean, it is kind of an advantage, really. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's she. part of this whole thing is about what she's doing in front of millions of people with Dancing with the Stars is impressive, even if she had legs
2: mm-hmm.
0: without legs. It's phenomenal. Like yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah. People like she was were doing a little footwork. Awe. Did you see that? Yeah. She does her little footwork and you're thinking, I couldn't do that yeah. with my good legs. Yeah. Right?
1: It's it's really fun to watch. So her. it's an and advantage. It's, That's cool. It's incredible to That's look at That's thriving. Her.
0: That's an example of thriving.
1: Yeah. To I mean, take that limitation and to just Go with it. Blow it out of the water and say, Oh, I don't even yeah. I don't have to, you know, see that make would be this make my life.
0: My equivalent would be my sinuses. If I could play a trumpet through my nose, (laughs) yes, that would be like that.
1: You would be like Amy. (laughs) Yeah, not really, because
0: she's a hero. I'm a loser. Uh, What else? What others you got?
1: Um, More news. Okay, this one is so cute. So there is a four-year-old stuck in an elevator with her mom and her little brother um, in Massachusetts, and they these firefighters came to rescue him, But this little four-year-old girl was really scared because she had to go on a ladder up over a wall. And sure. so she was really scared. And so these sweet firefighters sang Let It Go from Frozen oh, to her. They? <laughs> <laughs> they turned on the music and then they started singing it That's to her. That's cute. And it really calmed her down and then she was able to climb up over the wall.
0: <laughs> That's cool. is so they Isn't create, that so sweet? They created a, I guess, a mental... Change in this little girl, yes, because if you sing Let It Go, apparently <laughs> something they, she could let go of the fear,
1: right? I thought that that's maybe what you were doing when you heard me and Maddie sing Let It Go. That's you were not just getting over, yeah, some scared things you were going through.
0: Actually, that when you guys sang it, I actually, I think I held on to more fears.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> I, I actually found more scary things to
1: think oh, about. Oh, it was sweet.
0: Was it sweet? <laughs> it was sweet. Um, That's actually a cool story. And I think our guest today, John, will get into that a little bit about at some point you have to kind of shift your view. Right. Right. If you don't shift your view, then all of a sudden you're stuck being afraid of having to go over the wall or whatever she had to do. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And until you just kind of. Do it. Do something to take your mind off of the fear and find the passion, the purpose behind it. You're done. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think both what Amy and this um, little girl had to do was that you have to switch your mindset and you have to say, you know, you have to think, is this going to fight or flight? You know, am I going to fight this or am I going to just let it or act or be
0: or be acted upon?
1: Right. So
0: I think that's. The whole key to thriving. Can we all predict? Anybody want to guess that you're going to get through life without a challenge? <laughs> I'm going to say no. And I don't, think, I don't think just the more I'm dealing with people in my practice and on this show, the more I see it, everybody's challenge is different, yet it's almost ideal for them. Yeah. It's like exactly it's theirs. It's their challenge. Yeah. And you overcome one. You, this girl overcomes the wall. She'll be able to use that story for the rest of her life to overcome the next wall and the next wall right. and the next wall. Well, and cool.
1: once – I think that, like you said, it's kind of tailored to each person. Yeah. And I think that because it seems so tailored, they can master that in a way that nobody else could. Oh, yeah. I mean, Amy, she yeah. she's totally taken her disability yep. and – Put her own style on it and
0: it's cool. Yeah, she'll be top five bet you bucks on that show, dancing with the
1: stars. Really? You're making a bet? I'm gonna
0: make a wager, even though we don't wager, (laughs) I'm gonna make a non wager wager that that she'll be a top fiver.
1: Okay, won't that be cool?
0: That's huge. What, uh, any other news stories of people making a difference?
1: Yeah, lots. Give me more. Um, so there was this boy in India who had a mental disorder and he was going to his um, uncle's house um, to get treatment for it and right before the he was about to get treatment um, I guess he got scared or something and he ran away oh, no. and his uncle couldn't find him and so he was out in India and they had no idea where he was um, and it had been like that for I think it was like three months oh boy he was out there by himself in India in India um, this is so sad he he wasn't take i mean nobody was taking care of him and he was just on the street and everybody assumed that he you yeah. know was a druggie or yeah. just a homeless person and there's so many in india that they all just, just walked by discarded yeah one man um stopped and took him to the hospital and he put his picture cuz he has a mental illness you know so
0: he knew he knew something right. else was something i mean he, he i mean he probably sensed he's still in good care because he still had clothes yeah and
1: either way this man took him to the hospital put his picture up on social media and one of the family members saw it and was able to give it to the uncle and, and now they, found they, him. they they found him he's in his care and he's getting treatment and everything but That's cool. i thought that was a very cool story in a different country oh, yeah. of a man just well, noticing well one person
0: him. noticing yeah but then a social network coming together
1: yeah spreading it yeah which i think um I think a lot of us can use um instead of walking by a lot of people walk by we can take advantage of those little moments to yeah to go outside of ourselves and maybe do something that nobody else is doing but you know that's right
0: and follow the prompting I've had how many times have you just sensed I really need to call them.
1: I should do that. I yeah. should
0: call them. So maybe one of the keys to thriving our topic today is uh, you, maybe you need to tune in and figure out what's going on inside of you. My, I had somebody just call our house the other day that said, I don't know what it is, but I felt for three straight days that I should just call and see how you're doing. And she, they called my wife about my wife. They weren't that for some reason they didn't noticed that I had a cold. <laughs> um, oh, that's interesting. Now I'm sad. Oh, um, I'll call you someday. Thank you. <laughs> well, just when you're prompted to, whatever. But if we follow the prompting, a lot of times amazing things happen. Yeah. Amazing questions are asked, right? Well,
1: in that story, I hope that it um, inspired other people, and that, mm-hmm. that it's through social media he got people's attention, and he was able to make a difference. And that's I cool. Think that, Hopefully, his story catches on Good. Um, another one with social media is the no makeup selfie trend has helped charity cancer research u k raise more than one million through eight hundred thousand text donations since yesterday really
0: because so so people are taking pictures of the, uh, selfies of themselves. Without any makeup on. Right. Which I don't see the big deal. I do this every day. <laughs> but apparently it's a big deal. And For it's, girls, for sure. It's a, yeah. Because now all of a sudden this is the real you.
1: Yeah. And I think that um, I, I like it because I don't – like I wouldn't want to put it over social media, but it's for a good Let's cause. Let's do it. And I think
0: we ought to do it.
1: <laughs> Let's uh, do it as a team. Merit? We'll have, have merit? everybody
0: – because and then we'll put them up on my we, we'll make a collage. Yeah, we'll put it up on the Matt Townsend page.
1: Aw, okay. Just I just have to find a day that I'm okay not wearing makeup.
0: <laughs> I know what day is that?
1: <laughs> not tomorrow. By the way,
0: I, uh, I I like wearing makeup. I mean TV makeup. Why? Because the rest of the day, everyone's like, "You look tan." Oh yeah. You're like yeah. Well,
1: now you know why we do it. Is that why you do it? (laughs) Because we look better. You also are sticky. Your skin is flawless.
0: Yeah, thank you. It is. It is
1: for the moment.
0: It's totally flawless.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes, my eyelashes are that long.
0: (laughs) See then, see then it gets weird. Because then you got, you know, the minute you wake up and your pillow looks like your face, (laughs) and your eyelashes are stuck to it, and you're. You've got this perfect, it's not right.
1: I've never heard that term before. Yeah. That's a good, That's morning a good face, uh, way to know the line if you're wearing too much makeup. There's always that moment <laughs>
0: right after, you know, on your honeymoon, you wake up, your spouse rolls over, and they're makeupless. less <laughs> And it's the first time you're like, wow, you're beautiful.
1: Ah, so sweet. Actually, me and Dallin kind of had a conversation about that the other day because we're still getting used to yeah, each other. you're And newly he's like, wed. He's like, well, now I don't see um, – I see you get ready now. And it's kind of like not as fun to just <laughs> see you uh, like yeah. when you're all finished. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it takes some time. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's, it ain't easy. It takes a good hour. It ain't hour. easy making art. <laughs> it ain't Anyways, easy. it was a funny – Oh, that's that. See, that's that's not – that's so, a universal, right? I thought right? that was cool. Bunch us, of women taking – Taking charge, taking pictures, selfies, getting it out there. But it's raising money for $1 cancer. One million
1: dollars since yesterday. That's huge. 800,000 hundred It's huge.
0: Being a part of a team, being part of an effort, another way to thrive, another great way to thrive. Give us one more story to wrap it up.
1: Okay. Um, I thought this one was cool. It's a little bit more historic, but um, 150 years ago, there was a really bad massacre um, in Indian Island um, near the Samoa Bridge. Um, and they these Native Americans lost the land, and they weren't able to do this ceremony that they had done yeah. like traditionally for 150 years and now they get to do it again cuz they own the land so they So gonna, they got
0: the land back and now they can go back to their ceremony they're finish
1: the ceremony oh, wow. that their you know <laughs> ancestors 150 years ago started
0: another then way to find thriving is i guess connecting to your traditions right connecting to your purpose, that's cool.
1: You can find a lot of uh, passion through your ancestors, I think. Oh, yeah. Carrying on what they started. Knowing
0: their stories, just hearing, you know, your grandpa was this. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's a lot like me.
1: Yeah. I i think people are naturally connect with their ancestors like that. And it's it, cool. It's overcoming because they had to overcome all those years of Oh, yeah. And they've lived through it. Wouldn't it be it. great
0: if they just could hand you the, the – The playbook. That's one of the things we try to do on the show is nobody's been given the playbook for how to make it through this life, right? Mm -hmm. You got to figure out your own. So if they would just hand it down, that might help. Uh, Good job, Jess.
1: Thanks. Piece of cake, huh?
0: Actually, notice, by the way, the good news. That's all the good news. Interesting news. Thriving. That's the topic today. Today we're trying to figure out how to create a life where you can thrive, not just put up with, not just tolerate, not just exist. And take some of your trials and turn them into something else. We've got an expert coming on. Um, John Bush will be joining us. uh, And he'll be talking about um, a book he wrote all about the topic of thriving in turbulent times. So if you've got the turbulent times, then it's time to thrive. Listen with us. We're going to take a break. We're coming right back. Merritt's going to be talking uh, a little bit about what she calls personal platforms. Kind of your own mission, your own purpose, your own identity your own platform we'll be back this is the Matt Townsend show you're listening to us on Sirius XM 143 BYU radio welcome back everybody to the Matt Townsend show hey today great topic we're talking about thriving in turbulent times. You know, life's going to always throw you a curveball. But it doesn't mean you just have to sit back and take it or take it the way, you know, maybe it's been thrown. So our own Merit Meekum has been putting together a concept. She's tried, to, she's tried to bring this up a million times. And every time you bring I it have. up, we're like, we just shut it right down.
3: <laughs> no, I think we just get distracted by other things.
0: Platforms.
3: Platforms.
0: Political you know, organizations, they always have a platform. Yeah. Their values. Yeah, you
3: know, so platforms, the word platform today. Well, I guess we should open up. Yes. I'm going to talk about personal platforms, what I call you, personal platforms. So I
0: should have my own platform.
3: Everyone should have their own platform. Um, a political party. That's usually, it's a list of the values or actions that that party or that candidate is going to take. Um, so whether that's, you know, like we're going to take this stance on immigration and these are the actions that we're going to take against it. Um, or for it, or right. I said against. I don't really know what that was about. Anyway, the other the other situation where you hear the word platform a lot is in the kind of beauty pageant worlds. and I have to do oh, a little true. more research into this because this is not because they have I'm a platform. Very... I
0: want to help the children of yeah. India.
3: So for them, uh, in in the pageant world, a platform is something is a cause that the contestant chooses to volunteer or bring awareness to.
0: Okay. Cool.
3: So. I believe very strongly that everybody should have a personal platform. What, what are your causes? What are your beliefs that you, you know, that you subscribe well, to yeah, and, and advocate? lead
0: and advocate for, lead yeah, your life so, through.
3: Yeah. So basically you, you take both the idea from the political world and from the pageant world. What are the list of values and actions that you are going to take for a specific cause? Um, and so, the different things a platform can do for you um it provides visibility, so in a world where we 're all competing kind of with each other to get you know uh, media time, so right. you know you 're supposed to, you want to get more views on your social media or you just want to get another look on your resume or something like that, you need visibility, and a platform can give you that it also in kind of that same way, it provides amplification. it makes everything that you say seem a little bit more valid a little more. You know, loud and well focused. Yeah.
0: Well, it's one. If otherwise, everything, if you have a platform, you can tie everything back to this one or two or three points. Exactly. Instead, if not, you're a thousand things instead of one thing. Mm-hmm. That's cool.
3: Um, it also provides connection. So if you are actively working towards your platform, that's something you know that you can say, Well, I'm really yeah. interested in this issue. And somebody can say, Oh you know what I'm That's really right. interested in that issue too or I know some so and so who's interested you in this You can
0: issue. network in that circle
3: Yeah or That's you huge. can you know or just within that if you're going to you know of uh, volunteer night or something or you know you're participating on websites that have to do with that platform that's something that you can start there and build connections from it's huge um and lastly a platform provides you with perspective so a lot of the time with our work and with everything that we do we're just kind of bound up in the daily grind we just don't really notice everything yeah. that's going on but if you have a platform if you have a cause that you really care about it gives you perspective, why are you doing this these things you do every day? Why are you working this job? Why are you um, going through these kind of daily unpleasant things? and if you keep that in mind, it gives you perspective and motivation to get towards that goal
0: don't you think it seems like there's like levels of platforms like because mm-hmm. it seems like you could be let me give you three levels and see if there's a difference okay uh and maybe there's not a difference um I want to Change the world so uh families can be stronger um families mm-hmm. I want to be a great father in my own family, and uh I want to be a person of integrity, yeah, so it sounds like like one platform is kind of kind of more general, more broad to the grand populace, one might be more in my very immediate circle, my life, my family. Mm -hmm. And then one principle was just kind of about me. Yeah. And in a weird way, I guess you could build the platform on any one of those levels. And it also seems like maybe you ought to make sure you have principles that can make any level happen.
3: Yeah. Well, see, and this is actually what I think is that. You can you start with that most personal level, yeah. Because ch- a lot of people, I mean, this isn't something that you like sit around and think. What's My right. personal platform, but start with that very basic level. You want to be a person of integrity, or um, we'll we'll just take it at this. One of my personal platforms, let's say, is advocating mental health. Yeah. That is very very important to me. Yeah. That's because on a personal level, I have many friends who've struggled with mental health, and I want to help them. And I've seen you know the kinds of things that they go the through, impact, and I want to yeah. make their life better. And so. Taking that very personal thing that I have, I take it one step further and I do the research. I look into, you know, um, different organizations that help with that cause. And then the last thing is that I kind of adopt that as something that I'm working towards in my life, something that gives direction to my work is the fact that I'd like to. Have mental health be you know people be more aware of everything that needs and to decrease stigma. I love that. Yeah, so different ways you can find platforms. Look for the things you're passionate for. So I was kind of trying to you know narrow down what are what are my personal platforms if I'm going to talk about this. So like I said, mental health is a huge one for me. Um, another really big one for me is um, women in film and advocating the correct portrayal and involvement of women in the film industry. Yeah. That's a huge deal for me. Um, and so those kind of those come out of things that I'm very passionate about. I really find psychology interesting, that's part of the reason I love mental health so much, yeah. like out of my own friendships well that
0: and that ignites you so now all of a sudden if if that's what you're working on, like you're doing this show mm-hmm. really to get you further in a career, but you've brought your passion into the show,
3: yeah, definitely and then
0: that and your platform, and then all of a sudden it brings you vitality, yeah. energy, you thrive
3: exactly, and then you know my other platforms let's say of advocating women in film or mm-hmm. advocating media literacy that again comes from my ba- very basic love the fact that i love movies and i love making movies yeah. and that's my major that's something personal and now you're justified
0: to, to go watch movies all day long
3: yes and no, but... <laughs>
0: like cheech and chong all those great movies you like <laughs> dumb and dumber
3: uh yeah
0: The great classics
3: yeah, but so look for the things that you're passionate for and then find out what issues are happening in those things. For so yeah. example, filmmaking, that's totally broad. But I look, what are kind of the issues? What are things that are happening that I feel strongly about? Um, and I think just use your personal experiences. What are things that you've had issues with in the past?
0: Yeah, what about – you? like if you had mental health issues, that would be easy to go want to advocate for. Or oh, yeah, my, definitely. my parents divorced, so that's what drove me to want to get into marriages and communication
3: yeah very um, personal also look at, for charities if you have absolutely no clue just look up some unique charities find out what they're doing to help the world and how you can get involved and then lastly local issues I mean I've talked about this before it's something that I've become more aware of in the past couple of months but just the volunteering opportunities you Huge. have in your own
0: and community people, they'll come to you if you're just if you just listen to the community and you're in the community mm-hmm. you'll hear the opportunities
3: yeah so just look for those things and try to build it so that something that gives you a goal gives you an orientation to your work where it gives you purpose in what you're doing. Something that, you know, you can say in an interview, well, you know, if you're in a job interview and somebody says, well, what do you care about? Why do you want this job? And you can bring it back to that. You know, I'd like to use my job to further this platform. Yeah. Then it's something that can give you a lot more direction in life and make the daily grind not seem so horrible.
0: Powerful. Personal platforms. You know, it's not just for political causes. Hello. It's for people too. Well done, Merit. Well Thank done. You. And we finally got it in.
3: We did finally get it in. You
0: got your passion in, and it's an awesome topic. It's a perfect segue into our uh, guest and our author today. John Bush is going to be joining us, good friend of mine, author of the book, Thriving in Turbulent Times, A Practical Guide for Alleviating Stress and Elevating Perspective, Purpose, and Passion. We're going to figure out how we thrive during these turbulent times. Stick with us. We'll be right back with John Bush. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. To the Matt Townsend Show, hey, I am joined by a great friend of mine that uh, we we were both raised as pups in a company many moons ago. Many years ago, my guest uh, John Bush and I used to hang out in the halls of Franklin Covey Company. We even got the same master's degree. That's how, that's kind of how warped we are. But... Uh, He's a good friend and has an incredible, I think, um, approach to change and to life. And really uh he's he's the antithesis to a stressed human being. He is um sometimes we use the word catatonic. Just kidding. Sometimes we use he's just so <laughs> he real, he's so relaxed, he's so calm. And he's today gonna teach us how. How can you find a thriving life? How do you do that in turbulent times? It's not, it's not an easy thing. But John Bush is joining us. He's a uh, performance consultant, a leadership coach. He spent over 16 years as a performance consultant and leadership coach in the human development field. Like I said, he spent six years at Franklin Covey. He then went to another organization where he spent seven years at Inside Out Development, which is an international coaching organization. And he has worked with clients like Procter & Gamble, NASA, Oracle, Honeywell, Kraft, Gap. Nestle. By the way, this reminds me of a trip to the store. Um, Sprint, Pfizer, Motorola, National Park Service, you, you name it. He's been inside of these companies, and he helps them create change and create their own um, movement. Now, he also, if you go to his website, breakthroughcoaching.com, you, breakthroughs Coaching, throughs with an S, coaching.com, you can get a hold of him. But he has a brand new book out. Uh, and I'm honored to have him on the show. Uh, he, the name of the book is Thriving in Turbulent Times, A Practical Guide for Alleviating Stress and Elevating Perspective, Purpose, and Passion. John Bush, welcome to the Matt
4: Townsend Show. Matt, thank you. It is a pleasure to be here, and it's great to see you again. How long have I like tried to get you on this show? And you're like, oh, I don't know, I'm busy. You know, I, I put this bug in your ear about this book, oh, about this time last year when I it was just coming on the back end of it. And you said, hey, we got to get you on the show. And I said, absolutely, let's do it. And
0: Then you're busy. Then someone's sick, blah, blah, blah. Then you're tired.
4: And one year later, we finally <laughs> you're here. hook up. And, and, and here. honestly,
0: great book. Mainly, I think the number one reason I love it is it's skill-based. It's solution-based. So it's not a lot of just frou-frou-fill joy. It's A lot of this is um, also about change and how you actually de-stress. Life is hard. Okay. How does a little leadership development performance consultant guy get in to this topic, this kind of de-stressing visioning topic? Because it it's different than just out there being a leader.
4: Or is it? You know, it's it's a great question. And The previous company I was with, Inside Out Development, we we had a coaching methodology that we called GROW, and it stood for goals, reality, option, and way forward. And what we taught people is that once you have an idea of where you want to head, it's a matter of taking a look at what's getting in your way. Where's the interference, which is the reality piece, and then come up with some options and then chart your way forward. Right. We hardly spent any time in the reality piece with clients. We, you know, they would e- express where they were getting stuck and, and what was holding them back. And oftentimes it was stress or fear or, and sometimes it was just overwhelm. But we we didn't really get into that with them. We didn't have the tools to talk to them about that. And I thought, you know what, is that not really the key yeah. to unleashing people's greatness is helping them identify where they're getting stuck and then take away those those restraining forces and let them take off
0: well it's like oh yeah we've got this really great plan it's about four miles away but you're still stuck in this bog just bogged down well it sounds great
4: yeah exactly i'll be there in a week exactly and, and people get so frustrated you know it's like they want to get moving yeah but it's sort of like trying to drive your car with one foot on the brake and you're punching the gas yeah and, and you're not going anywhere yeah and i thought you know what it's all about helping them take the foot off the brake, helping them identify where they're getting stuck, what's getting in their way. And what I found, Matt, in my years of coaching is that the number one area where people get stuck is in this place called stress. Oh, yeah. And we've all yeah. got it. We all feel it. And now more than ever, stress seems to be just an Achilles heel for us. Oh, yeah. Well, because it, I guess it's tangible.
0: It's the real – we feel it. And so that stress says, yeah, you probably ought not risk or you probably ought not change. You're too stressed to change. You're too stressed to try something new or that will cause stress. I mean it's like we're either afraid of it or we have it and we're afraid to risk anything else other than the stress. Is that what it is?
4: Well, I'll tell you, there's something even a little bit more insidious about stress is that it's become so commonplace in our lives that we think being high-stressed is – Life. It's a natural way to live. Well, this, this, this is, is it, it. You know, where our hearts are racing and we're, you know, frankly, trying to get to the next appointment and often a little bit scattergory in our brain. Yeah. And uh, and we're so used to that high pace, high fast, high stress lifestyle that we think this is it. This is how I operate. And That's we don't sad. we don't recognize what it's doing to us. Internally and how it affects our, our thinking yeah. and how it affects our overall health, physical and emotional.
0: We might even think that's what makes us powerful is because we are stressed. That's what makes us pop so we keep inducing stressful things because, you know, I've got to work late. Or I've got five hundred emails. And that having a lot of emails I guess stresses us, but it also makes us think we're important. This is messed up.
4: Well, it is. And it, we kind of get addicted to stress. Oh, yeah. You know, we 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 like the rush. Well, we sure. like the adrenaline kick. We get used to that cortisol. till it you know, all burns off her. and
0: you're just a vegetable. <laughs>
4: exactly. Exactly. Just dying. Because that's what it is. I had a guy in today that is a doctor.
0: And he's like, my adrenal glands are shot. He goes, I treat people every single day because their adrenal glands are shot. And he's like, I've
4: got the same problem.
0: Yeah. I have now fallen into the trap that I now would have to treat myself That because this is how pathetic this has become.
4: Well, and, and what causes that adrenal fatigue, Matt, you, you know this. It, it's that, that one little chemical called cortisol, Ugh. and it comes from that little spot in our brain called the amygdala. Yeah. And that little sucker in our brain is responsible for the fight-or-flight response. When we're feeling stressed, when we're late for an appointment, when we're about ready to get up and give a public talk or – or um, just looking at our overwhelming to-do oh, list, yeah. that thing in our brain starts to fire. Chemicals are released in our bloodstream, and we and we start to go into hyper-alert mode. Yeah. And when we're there, it's not a very good place to be trying to think critically no. or clearly, and uh, and that's where we get stuck. We we're trying to. Do our daily tasks, trying to do the best we can in life while cortisol is pumping through our body. And
0: and you're not meant to be that way. We're talking with author John Bush, the author of the book Thriving in Turbulent Times. It's interesting, um, which you can get at his website, by the way, breakthroughscoaching.com. Even today, just going into a restaurant and having to jockey for position to get my order in, my little amygdala was like – and do not let them in front of you. Do not. So all of a sudden, I guess it's like fight or flight. I better eat. I got to eat. This got guy, they're, they're going to get in front of me. But now the cortisol kicks in. You got to deal with it. But then you don't you're not feeling peace. You're not having vision. Your goal would be, hey, let anyone eat before me. That's fine. Go ahead. Right. Go ahead. But still part of your body's like, no, crush them. Crush them. Get them right in the neck. Yep. And then just nibble till they die.
4: It, it, That's it, it, lunch. With Matt Townsend, <laughs> and then desert another dose <laughs> yeah, of stress. That's exactly.
0: We want dessert now. That's right. It just keeps coming, but it's life. And it it's is got to change.
4: Well, and I'll tell you what, uh, it's not changing externally, is it? As we look at the world around us, this is why people are now more stressed than ever. You know, we've got we've got countries invading other countries. We've got financial markets collapsing. We've got people that have been out of work for some time. Um, People are just stressed and and we're not going to find calm waters right. outside in the, no. in the real world. So where do we turn? We've got to turn internally. Yeah. We've got to figure out ways where we can be calm inside even while the storms rage outside.
0: It's like we we think, though, if I – okay, so if I just get that job, then my stress will go down. If I just get that new house and my wife is happy and the kids are happy in that new neighborhood, then – Then it'll be, okay, then I'll be calm. So it's all external is what you're saying. But the answer you're saying, we're looking externally when the real peace is going to have to come from the inside and alignment to our principles.
4: Yes. And here's an an interesting tidbit that I talk about in my book And, and through some personal research that I've done as well as talking to a lot of people through my consulting work and people that I've coached. I found out a common denominator, and it is this. Um, a lot of people try to find peace or try to fill their happy bucket by all this external doing, yeah. right? Yeah, Climb the corporate ladder, get as much money as we can, have as much vacation time as we can. And uh, and guess what? Some people get at the end of their life. They have all the vacation time in the world they need. <laughs> they've got plenty of, of income in the bank or, or retirement money. And they think – what happened? What did I yeah. miss? This is it. I'm not happy inside. Yeah. I'm unfulfilled. I feel like life just passed me by and I missed out on the most important things. Mm. And, um, and again, that's because our eye is usually on the ball externally. And we yeah. have this illusion that if I can you know, fill my bucket with all this stuff outside, right. then that's how we become peaceful and happy and successful.
0: Which itself induces more stress. Because – so if you're constantly chasing the thing that you may even know subconsciously isn't the thing, you're going to be stressed. The pursuit of something that is not your real core will always stress you and yet that's what we spend our – so it's almost self-fulfilling, isn't it? It's, it's just – we keep the thing going. It's the dog chasing its tail. It's reactively chasing the thing. So you're saying, I guess, slow down and you got to go on the inside. Yeah, Shake it up.
4: Yes, you, we've got to take a time out from, from time to time and check in with our internal setter, what I consider our true self, and check in with that, that person and, and ask ourselves some, some critical questions. You know, am, am I heading down the right path? Is my ladder leaning against the right wall? Is all this busyness that I'm doing really that important? And if not, what is important to me? What should I be focusing more on? What do I need to be doing more of, and what do I need to be doing less of? That's huge.
0: We're talking with John J. Bush, good, good, good friend of mine from BreakthroughsCoaching.com. And uh, he's teaching us about thriving in turbulent times, how to turn off, uh, you know, the number one source of maybe interference in our lives, this stress. When we come back, John's going to teach us his own personal journey He went from, you know, corporate consultant, mega corporate guru, consultant guy, and created a whole new life. It was interesting. He also used to design golf courses. (laughs) I don't know if you wanted to bring that up. But what in the heck is a golf course designer doing writing a book on uh, stress and thriving? What could be more peaceful than designing golf courses? We're taking a break. We'll be right back. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody. That's the hoedown music right there. John doesn't even know this, but that means we're wrapping up the first hour. So uh, nothing better to wrap up the hour than a little hoedown. Uh, We're taking um, an in-depth look at how to thrive in turbulent times. Who better to teach us than my good friend, Johnny Bush? Johnny B, we call him. Johnny J. Johnny J. Bush. What's J stand for, John?
4: Joseph. Ooh,
0: Johnny Joseph Bush. I like J. Uh, Johnny Bush is a good friend of mine. Franklin Covey Days together. He's also... So he coached at Franklin Covey Consulted, was a big performance consultant there, helping organizational consultants, you know, in, you know impact and and train their, their employees. He also spent seven years in another organization, um, in a coach coaching organization, doing training and development. Has worked with the biggest companies around, Procter Gamble, Oracle, Honeywell, you name it. But on the side, uh, he's kind of always... He's just a, a learner at heart. He's a teacher at heart. And he and his wife, Katie, parents of five children, have been trying to figure out life. And so, John, you, your life, you know, you'd think that you would just go through your cute little journey, got your master's degree, you know, go be a consultant. You just keep along with the path. But it's kind of like life throws its own curves
4: at you. It does indeed, doesn't it? And yes, and that's uh, that's what happened to me. And it happened about five years ago where I was hit with what felt like a tsunami and where everything around me, everything important around me, uh, was falling apart. Yeah. And uh, And every front was being hit and hit hard. And it literally knocked me off my feet and had me searching for higher ground. Huh. And as I started to go on this search for higher ground, and what I mean by looking for higher ground is trying to find a measure of peace while all this chaos was happening around me. And, uh, you know, I've been in the human development field for 20 years, have access to all kinds of tools, but they weren't doing it for me. Yeah. They weren't providing me some internal peace to quiet the internal chatter, like, oh, my gosh, the ship's going down. What are you going to do? You (laughs) know, what's going to happen? Yeah. Absolutely you know my my amygdala was firing big time and i knew that i needed to find some measure of of peace of hope and direction to help right the ship and get it going in 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 the right direction what i found out along the journey is that it wasn't just a matter of getting my ship going in the right direction but i needed a whole new boat i i needed yeah, to go. your dinghy was sinking I, exactly <laughs> and uh you know, I I consider it divine intervention that uh, that that boat was falling apart and and uh, a new boat was coming.
0: But what I love about that is nobody nobody wants their life to fall apart. So it, the irony of this is it it almost didn't matter what you wanted; it was happening. It it wasn't aligned, like it wasn't right. And so I guess your choice was. Figure it out or sink.
4: Matt, that's absolutely accurate. In fact, I came to a critical decision during this, this journey where I was either going to buckle under the weight of adversity or change some of the paradigms about how I see myself and what my life was to be about. Fortunately, I, I chose the latter route and, uh, and that's how this book came about. I went on a, on a five-year search researching a whole host of tools and techniques and practices that can provide people peace and clarity and vision, even while the, the storms may be raging around them. Yeah. I love it. Again, I'm a connoisseur of, I guess, self-help
0: books. I mean, I, I've seen them all. I've interviewed a ton of people. And what I love about this is it's— um, it's not just a bunch of rhetoric. There, there's real life solutions and tools in every chapter. So it's, it's like, great, okay, so if you've got a problem with dealing with turbulent times, humor can help you. Let's show you exactly how humor might be able to play a part. Or figuring out your purpose, or healing and letting stuff go that you've carried. I mean, so there's a million actual solutions. There's not a million. I'm lying. It's bravado. How many are there? There's 16 chapters, but daily renewal, how to renew, how to find humor, pitfalls to watch out for along the path, how to let go of the reins a little bit, a lighter hold on the reins. It's real solutions. It's not just fluffery and real activities to go do.
4: Yeah. You know, uh, I've been reading, like you, Matt, these kinds of books since I was a kid. You know, Norman Vincent Peale, Power of Positive Thinking, one of my favorite books growing up. Um, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. And... One of the things that I loved about self-improvement books are it's those books that literally give you tools to do something different. Yeah. There's a ton of books. In fact, I would dare say the vast majority of them are great pump-up books. Yeah. You know, they help you feel good in the moment. You're amazing. They, <laughs> they give you that can-do spirit. Right. But they don't provide you the tools how? To, how? Yeah, right. to do it. And um, the feedback, in fact, some of the testimonials at the front of the book comment about how this is a different kind of book. It It does... It does give you hope. It does inspire you through some of the real-life stories. But more importantly, it gives you the tools to help you get to higher ground. Oh, totally. Talk about – this
0: is one of the funniest discussions we had had forever. So you, as a young man, you went to what? Santa Barbara? No, Santa – da- UC, UC, UC Davis.
4: Davis for college.
0: Got a degree in – Landscape architecture. Landscape architecture. But you then worked for – a. a a design company that built golf courses, yep. and you played for UC Davis Golf. I did. You were, and you're an incredible golfer, almost
4: up to par with me. I I, I used to be. Then I started having kids. Yeah, but you're and, still and a and the kids gone golfer.
0: south. But so watch this. So what happened to that little boy that thought a golfing, you know, landscape architecture degree? Then you, and you were good. You were designing courses in a real firm. And then from there, you somehow got into human development and organizational consulting. That's changing your whole game. But I remember in the back of your head, it was always like you always knew there was something else you needed to be doing. Yet it was kind of easy to go back to the idea of the money of the landscape architecture. There was always kind of that money lure, that opportunity. Sure. What got you out of that loop? We, got, we only have a couple of minutes, but what got you out of that loop? And was that part of the... The change you had to make.
4: You know, my my life is is a is not atypical from everybody else's yeah. life in that we, you know, we go after things that we think we should go after, uh, things that you know maybe our parents told us were important, or or maybe it's the financial piece of it, or or yeah. job status, what the happened. ladies, yeah, it, it, the ladies, <laughs> and it and it, all of that external chatter separates us from what our internal heart is telling us that we ought to be doing. And I had, that, I had that message inside, deep inside, since I was a kid about helping people, wanting to help people, um, and, and helping them get to higher ground. I mean, one of my favorite phrases you hear me refer to. And, uh, and yet, I grew up playing golf. My dad was a golf professional. I loved playing golf, and I, and I loved drafting in high school. So I put the two together, and I said, let's go be a golf course architect. And it seemed extremely logical and perfect. Yeah. And, uh, and I did enjoy it. The only problem is I still had this internal voice saying, you've got a, a bigger calling. You've got
0: me. more to do. Yep. There's more we need from Johnny B. We're talking to John Bush uh, for, and about his book, Thriving in Turbulent Times, a practical guide for alleviating stress and elevating perspective, purpose, and passion. When we come back with John, he's going to walk us through some, some of the tools, not all of them, but probably, hopefully, three of his tools That can immediately create a little uh, space between you and the stress. And uh, when you create some space there, heaven knows, you might start thriving. That's the goal. Again, with John Bush and the book Thriving in Turbulent Times, this is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back, right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your coach, your guide on the side. Welcome to the program where we are doing what we can to help you find the good life. And today we have a guide that's going to be helping us. John Bush is his name. A good friend of mine from many, many moons ago, many years ago, John and I were raised as pups uh, in (laughs) underneath the canopy of a jungle when we were both dropped off by our parents. We actually worked for Franklin Covey, um, young kind of consultants in that organization, and we both worked our ways up different directions, but very parallel professions. John is the author of the book, Thriving in Turbulent Times A Practical Guide for Alleviating Stress and Elevating Perspective, Purpose, and Passion. It's a great book. If you go to his website, Breakthroughs Coaching dot uh, com breakthroughs coaching it's a you can find everything out you need to know about johnny bush he's married he's got five wonderful beautiful children his wife is katie he's been a consultant for about what 15 20 years i mean at least he also designs golf courses if any of you need a golf course design uh, he hates me bringing that up but he's a talent and a good friend johnny thanks for coming back hey it is great to be here matt and you didn't i mean you could have left we took a break. You bolted the door. I did. We, we were like, and then I have people stand there so you can't leave. Isn't that weird? So, Johnny, help us. What are some tools? So stress, you say, you claim, and I totally agree, stress is the major source of interference. You keep bringing up, you have a word for it, all of these external kind of uh, the noise, the interference that's going on. Yep. But some of that interference are people yelling loud, but the the deepest one is the one inside of us, this fear, this stress, this anxiety. Yes. What do we do with that? When people are – they have all that cortisol. They're afraid to reach out and try stuff. What are some things we could do just today to get rid of some of that? Great. With, I mean in legal, ethical, moral ways <laughs> that do not demand a trip to a certain state where certain drugs are – like All them. right.
4: Let me course correct on the fly then. I'm going to have to yeah. change my strategy. I saw you going
0: right there like, oh, Colorado. Yeah, no. All so right. there's a healthier way to do this.
4: So let's, let's start off with uh, what I talk about in the first chapter, the first tool in the book. And this is, a, this is a practice that is often underappreciated and therefore overlooked. Yeah. And it is the practice of Breathing. Which now
0: you think you wouldn't need practice for.
4: Exactly. I mean, that sounds a little ridiculous, right? We breathe every day and we don't even think about it. But therein lies the challenge. We don't think about our breathing much. And over time as adults, as we face the, the, the daily press and grind of life, we tend to default to shallow chest breathing, mm-hmm. up high in our kind of chest. up by your neck. Yep, yep. And again, the the culprit of that is the amygdala and the cortisol and our daily lifestyles of being always on the go, always under the gun. Breathing up high in the chest is not the way we were designed to breathe. In fact, those of you listening who who may have a baby of your own or a grandbaby, watch them take a nap and watch their stomach just go gently up and down when they breathe. Up and down. That's how we're supposed to breathe.
0: See, but then then you look like you're you got a baby belly. <laughs> See,
4: so, so most of us are like trying to suck it in and breathe. Which well, so we breathe out of our upper chest. Now we're going to put your baby belly to work. I want you to put all you out there listening. Now, if you're driving, don't do yeah, this Please, Some of you over. are
0: driving a big rig.
4: But uh, put one hand on your belly. Put your other hand on your chest. And just breathe in and out like you normally would two or three breaths. And just notice, is is your chest going up and down when you breathe or is your belly going up and down? Now, if you're like most people, you probably find your chest raising up, your shoulders maybe yeah. coming up and down a little bit. That's what's referred to as shallow chest breathing. Which
0: shallow chest breathing means less oxygen overall. It's only supposed to be done for a short period of time, probably while you're sprinting to save your life.
4: Yeah, absolutely. You hit the key on, uh, right there is that it does uh, bring us less oxygen When we breathe shallow in our chest and that less oxygen creates a lot of unnecessary burden for us internally Hmm. uh, in the form of of bad health actually increases heart disease, even uh, diabetes, even increases anxiety and depression. There's been a lot of studies over the last 10 years on what shallow breathing does to us and a lot of studies that show what deep breathing can do for us. By the way, that's that seems like
0: that's that's yoga. That's meditation. That's all these eastern philosophies. That is what probably prayer and meditation are supposed to be all about is this centering, this getting this your heart opened up. And you're
4: just saying it's it's proven. Absolutely. So you start number 1, let's go to your breathing. You, you just, you know, throughout the day check in with yourself, you know, are you are do you find that you're breathing high up in your chest? If so, just take a time out, put a hand on the belly, take a seat and then eight or ten deep breaths. And what you do is you breathe in through your nose to a count of six to yourself, hold it for a count of two, and then exhale through your mo- mouth through a count of in six. In through your nose. In six, through your nose to count of six. Two, hold. Hold for two, and then out through your mouth, count of six. You breathe that way eight to ten times, and all of a sudden you switch the body from high alert to low alert you're relaxed now you're, you're calm. thinking more clearly great exercise to do when you're about ready to take the stage and give a speech yeah. or going in for an interview or even just planning your day
0: it's, it's interesting cuz that's what they teach you in broadcasting when you're right about to go on the air big deep breath get it in now some people when they do that they might get they might get um, they might hyperventilate they might like, get too much oxygen they might get lightheaded which is just probably telling them you're not used to <laughs> Too much oxygen in your system, isn't
4: it? If you do it really aggressively. you but do it if you, fast, If nice you do and it slow. just that nice rhythmic motion exercise that I showed you, you'll be just fine. In fact, you'll be better than fine. Yeah. It's going to take you to that place of just quiet mind, quiet heart, and you'll be able to think much more clearly. You know, deep breathing actually improves our performance both at home and on the job, improves communication, improves our patience level with, yeah. with those we interact with. Helps us think more critically and and more on target. In fact, let me share this with you. Bringing up my golf background. By the way,
0: I was thinking breathing as you go tee up. It's easy to like be all tense and
4: oh, ah. you know golf. Put it this way, um, Mark Twain called golf a good walk spoiled. And there have been many days when I've been out tearing it up and not doing so well, where I I could agree with Mark Twain, but. It's it's a very challenging sport. Those of you that have played it or tried to play it, you recognize how difficult it is. What makes it so hard is it's a mental sport. You know, out of a four-and-a-half-hour round, there's only about five minutes of actual action time. Really? The rest of it is just you and your thoughts, and so there's a lot of chatter well, in your head. Well, I disagree,
0: because I have about 20 minutes of action time. <laughs> well,
4: that's because you're firing about 120. <laughs>
0: exactly. Anyway, I guess that's enough about my golf.
4: So let me share this this story with you. Um, this. This exercise, this practice of deep breathing was front and center for millions of television viewers in the British Open last year. Uh, Bill Mickelson was about to win the British Open. He was approaching the 18th green. He had a difficult breaking 10-foot putt. Paul Azinger, who was announcing another great golf champion, said the only way that you can calm yourself and calm your nerves in a high-pressure situation like this is to control your breathing. Interesting. And as soon as he said that, the camera, perfect camera angle – right close up on Phil's face, and you could just see him taking in a deep breath and then letting it out, and took in one more deep breath, stepped up to the putt, and drained it. Nailed it. Yep. It, it's, it's legit. It's- Anybody out there that has never tried
0: it, don't talk. Try it, then talk, because it cleanses you. It literally
4: clears your head. It's like almost all the junk that's stuck can kind of get flushed. And let me tell you, if you want to be healthier... Do this practice. Dr. Andrew Weil, a uh, well known doctor who's yeah. written a lot of best selling books, one of them called Spontaneous Happiness. He said this If I had to limit my advice on healthier living to just one tip, it would be simply to learn how to breathe correctly. That's awesome.
0: That's awesome. And again, uh, not hard to learn. But if you go, go to breakthroughscoaching.com
4: and, and get the book, learn, learn how to breathe. Another one. What's another tool? Okay, another simple tool. Here's chapter two. It's called Release Writing. Now, I start off with a quote from Stephen Covey, one of our yeah. big mentor, Matt. And, and one of my favorite quotes from Stephen Covey is this, buried feelings never die. They just come back in uglier ways. Yeah. Sigmund Freud made the same declaration about a century ago. What these gentlemen were talking about was the internal suffering that we do and external catastrophes that we create when we keep our feelings buried down deep. Now, the kind of feelings I'm talking about, anger, resentment bitterness, sorrow, shame. Yeah, uh, We tend to not like to talk about those, let alone, you know, get them out deal and, with and them. deal right. with them. So when tragedy hits or something bad happens, what do we tend to do? Shove it down. Stuff it. Especially men. Um, you know, women tend to be wired a little bit differently yeah. and they like to communicate. You know, those of you that are married out there, though, you, you recognize perhaps in your life how challenging <laughs> it can be, communication, and when we, when we bury those critical issues... It's not good. It always just come back in ugly ways. So release writing, what it does, it enables you in a safe platform by yourself to get those feelings to come out. And once they come out in the light of day, you're able to look at the issue more objectively. Yeah. And in a more calm frame of mind. And. Oftentimes you'll see that 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 pressing issue that was really ticking you off or hurting you before doesn't look quite as threatening or quite as ominous.
0: So you think so you're suggesting they sit and they write about their feelings. They get their feelings out, but they actually release the energy of the feeling by getting it at least documented.
4: Yeah. All you need is a pad and a pen and write. Now some of you may already journal. This is this is different than journaling in one significant way. You need to write continuously. And do it for about 10 minutes or so. Fill up, you know, two pages, maybe three pages. And you're just writing continuously whatever's on your mind, whatever's bothering you in the moment, just getting it out. What happens when you write continuously is you bypass your conscious, judging, thinking mind and get down a little bit deeper into what I like to call your true self. Yeah, stream of consciousness. uh, You finally get into that
0: stream. And then you can dump it because there is real emotion. It's real energy. And if you don't get rid of the energy – then you are just you have to almost just keep recycling that energy till you get rid of it. Plus, that gets it out of your head where you can see it or give it to someone else as a third person to look at. Or. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. I love that. That's
4: a cool idea. So we've got uh, time for, I think, Let's one, do more. one more. Yeah, um, The third chapter that I talk about is the true forgiveness process. And what I talk about in this chapter is how important it is to forgive. Now, most of us recognize that forgiveness is important. In fact, The Gallup organization did a nationwide survey. Actually, it was a worldwide survey, and the majority of respondents, you know, like 95% of them said, yep, forgiveness is important. But guess what? 89% of them said, I need some outside help to learn how to forgive. Yeah. Now, those of you that are listening, if you're in that camp, I got four words for you. It's not your fault. I mean, think about it. How often do we get training on how to forgive? Yeah, you don't. didn't happen in school. It probably didn't happen on the job. You know, it, we talk about it in religious circles, and certainly, you know, in in church, it's an important tenet. But when you've been broadsided in a real dramatic way, it's tough to let go. It's tough to to get out those those bitter and you you don't you may not feelings. want
0: to let it go because to let it go means, I guess, you gotta you're just I guess take it. Well, move on from it. I mean, it, moving on might be more
4: difficult than. Letting this go. You bring up a great point. We we sometimes think psychologically that if I if I forgive, then I'm letting that person off the hook. Yeah. You yeah. I, I want to be. I want to to hold on to that anger. We somehow think that you know we're penalizing them, but it it's sort of like drinking rat poison and hoping you know yeah. the other person's going to die. Yeah. You know <laughs> it, it it doesn't work that way, and oftentimes you're never going to get that apology letter back. You know you're never going to get them to pick up the phone, and so. It's incumbent upon us to learn how to forgive. And, you know, it's not just that decisional forgiveness that, hey, you know what? It's water under the bridge. Right. You know, let bygones be about bygones. We all know those familiar phrases. But when you've really been clipped and, and had the wind knocked out of you in, in a significant way, those little trite phrases generally do not get rid of that no, emotion that's no. inside.
0: And people know that, right? I mean, that's this is forgiveness is one of the age old issues. We can't let it go. Yeah. So
4: then we're the ones that are in prison. Right? We're the ones that are in in prison. In fact, you know, I love this I love this quote by Nelson Mandela. He said this as he was walking out of, of the prison door, as I walked out that door toward my freedom, I knew if I did not leave all my anger, hatred and bitterness behind, I would still be in prison. Hmm. And that's the key, Matt. If if we don't learn to how to forgive, we're still in prison. We're oh, yeah. the ones that are hurting and suffering. I think out of all the tools that I teach in my book, this perhaps is the most powerful one, learning how to forgive emotionally. Yeah. And that's what I take people through a process on how to do that. Release writing is one of those first steps. Well,
0: look what you've just done and then re-and breathing. So, I mean, right there there's three tool sets and you couldn't even get into all of the tool sets on forgiveness, but um if we could actually release the venom that we have from where we were bit by our parents or bit by the boss or bit by that friend that took advantage of you, if you could get rid of that, imagine then what you could become. What could you do with all the energy you use harboring those feelings? What would happen next? Your, I guess thriving is kind of – that's like you say. That's taking the break off. Now your acceleration will work. You remove the obstacle.
4: Absolutely, and that's that's what led me to the title. You know, thriving in turbulent times. We can't get rid of the turbulent times. We're we're they're all around us. Yeah. You know, both at home and on the job, and yeah. and just in everyday life. But there's some simple, powerful things that we can do to help us our, ourselves out internally. Oh yeah. So that we can thrive.
0: Uh, Johnny Bush, go everybody, go to his website. You, you got to check it out. Breakthroughs Coaching breakthrough through t-h-r-o-u-g-h-s breakthroughs coaching.com and go get a copy of the book thriving in turbulent times a practical guide for alleviating stress and elevating perspective purpose and passion johnny b you did it matt it was a pleasure buddy and you look great in orange
4: uh, this is my happy spring you shirt. are
0: he's got a golf shirt on so which tells us he's probably already played nine holes today
4: probably there not. you go again i know Throwing but, me
0: under the golf well, cart <laughs> under the golf cart <laughs> You're the best, John. So proud of you. Everybody, get the book. And hey, right now, when we take this break, a little breathing exercise. In through your nose, out through your mouth. Six seconds in. Hold two seconds. Blow it out your mouth.
4: Yeah, and it's not seconds necessarily. Just a slow count. Yeah. 1, 6. Yeah.
0: Johnny Bush. Well done. We're taking a break.
4: We'll
0: be back. More tools to help you uh, de-stress and find a little uh, peace in your life. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends, to The Matt Townsend Show. Hey, today we're talking about thriving, finding that inner kind of peace, the ability to, you know, calm yourself and then to find yourself and then take off in your life. Who better to help us with that than our own Maddie Richards, who, uh, in all your research, Maddie, what's the key? What's the key?
2: So one of the keys that I found would, like, help you Not be so stressed is perspective.
0: Oh, totally. Yeah. Like if you thought, not a big deal. Yeah. Like coming on the radio, not a big deal. It's not stressful. it's not
2: scary. I don't have to crawl in a corner and cry anymore.
0: But you used to cry for the first week you were on the show. (laughs) You used to crawl in the corner, fetal position, and cry.
2: Of course, every time. Abraham Lincoln said, we can complain because rose bushes have thorns or rejoice because thorn bushes have roses.
0: Wow. That's good.
2: It's exactly what the whole point is that you get to decide perspective. Does this stress me out? How am I going to look at this? How am I going to find the good parts of this situation? And that's what's so you don't you can choose not to be stressed because of how you approach something.
0: But it's like and it's kind of what John was saying. It's it's not our nature. Our nature is no. to freak out and then oh there's oh there was a thorn and yeah. it hurt. So, oh, there's more. So, watch out for <laughs> yeah. those. And we spend our whole time obsessing about the thorns and we yeah. never notice the smell of I the beautiful am, roses.
2: I am such a high stress person. Yes. I want I'm kind of a perfectionist, I think, in a way. I want to get things done correctly, to get things done in the right time. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, this was really good for me to, you know, just spend time t- thinking about. Why do I look at it in such a negative yeah. way? I can look at things in a positive way. Have,
0: have you happy. figured out how to shift your perspective? Like, how do you go from this day's horrible to, huh, how can I make it a better day?
2: Well, there's this book that I read by um, Sharon Creech. And in it, this character in it tells a story about two prisoners who are looking out of the same window. And the, one says, my, oh, my, what a lot of dirt. And the other one says, my oh my, what a lot of sky.
0: Ah, So I
2: think it has to do with finding the good. And I know we say that and it's easier said than done, but it is just, you know, finding one good thing about the situation. In my house, for every bad thing you say about someone or about something, you have to say two good things.
0: Really? So like your mom would catch you,
2: hey. Yeah.
0: She'd cuff you and then she'd say, Maddie, find and then she'd make yeah. you find so
2: what are some good things about this? We we understand that it's a rough situation, but like what are the good things that
0: That's cool. are out of this? Is she an optimist, like just the the consummate optimist? Yeah,
2: my mom's very good at finding the good good things in situations, which is awesome because you know, there are you are faced with trials every oh, day, yeah. like like John was talking about, everyday stressors, everyday things that make you not remember how to breathe.
0: Oh yeah, but what if you tied that to just something you're going to do anyway? Every day you're going to brush your teeth, yeah. and hopefully, right?
2: Uh, well, once every day we you're
0: going to drive home from work. So what if you just made a habit on the way home of dry, like I did this, where I would turn off my radio because. There's just nothing good on except for on Sirius XM 143. Yeah, the Matt Townsend. But I would turn it off because I was so tired of hearing all the bad negative mm-hmm. news. And then sometimes the music wouldn't ever let me relax. Yeah. But then I decided because I had a half-hour drive. And for that half-hour, I was going to try to just think about what I was grateful for, what is working, what worked about my day-to-day. Yeah. But then prepare myself for what I wanted to be when I got home.
2: Yeah, exactly. And like around our dinner table, we would say something not great that happened to us that day. But then we had to say two good things yeah. that happened. So it was always that, yes, negative things happen, but the positive should outweigh the negative I in your life. It. You should try and find something.
3: That's that good also advice. is
2: great how it related to drawing. You hear about perspective in art uh-huh. yeah. all the time. And the definition of perspective in art is that um, the art of drawing solid objects on a two-dimensional surface so as to give the right impression of their height, width, depth, and position in relation to each other when viewed from a particular viewpoint. Hmm. And that just stood out to me as, all right, it's back to the you've got to find the point, the right point yeah. where it all leads back to the good thing about the situation that can stand out that everything else points back to.
0: I love that. And, what, and, and that could be something you could figure out once. Yeah. Like if you believe you're here on this earth to love— that's different than if you believe you're here on this earth to have the crud beat out of you.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: So that, just a very deep perspective for why you're here, what you're trying to do, can yeah. go a very long way.
2: And if you find that point, then when someone cuts you off in traffic and you go, okay, hmm. but I need to be here to love.
0: Then I can let this Then go. I
2: can have the perspective of they're probably having a really bad day. Yeah. I should or just they, love Or they're them. from Utah. Yeah, and so they just they're don't know how Utah to driver. drive. Hey, wait, aren't you from Utah? <laughs> Yeah. I'm sorry. I just had to clarify. Goodness,
0: but. Maddie. Okay. Well, good work. That's a beautiful lesson.
2: It's just important to remember.
0: Keep it up. And keep bringing us these lessons. I'm See, gonna you're try. not even afraid anymore. You used to be afraid of me.
2: And then my perspective totally you changed. You changed your perspective
0: that he's not here to hurt you.
2: Yeah. Matt He's here Matt to, Townsend's to nice mentor
0: guy. you and lift you. Yeah. Exactly. <sighs> well done. Maddie Richards, you did it again. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Appreciate you. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and get some insight from uh, one of our contributors. Brooke Walker is going to be joining us. She is the host of Studio 5 on KSL Television. Uh, Great insight into life. And I think she's going to have some pretty interesting insight into the pressures of uh, trying to thrive amidst all of the stresses of life. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back. You're listening to us on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Friends, to the Matt Townsend show. You just heard the laser beams, which, mean, which means we are uh, we're moving on to our contributors on the show. Remember, the goal is to give you the, a leg up in this crazy thing we call life. So we go get contributors, experts that uh, we can bring in and have them talk just about pretty much anything. One of my favorites is Brooke Walker. She is the host and executive producer of Studio 5 with Brooke Walker, which is an award-winning show on KSL New uh, on KSL television here in Salt Lake City. She also is a member um, and uh, works with Operation Smile and Primary Children's Medical Center and uh, plays a big part in um, those organizations as, you know, kind of a liaison, a a media expert, but more importantly, she, Brooke's my friend, and <laughs> Brooke uh, teaches me how to kind of be stylish here and there. Because hey. she'll say, "Don't wear that," or she I says, "I was going
5: to text you today." That's so funny because you were on the TV today. Yes, we taped it last week, and you were wearing a. Not to like just punch home my fashion expertise, but you were wearing a tan blazer, and I really yes. liked it. No,
0: do you know what? That a is lighter the, color. That's the second time you've told me that. Is it really? Yes. You've already told me that. And you know what? I'm so bad, I don't know what you mean. So now I know, okay, I just, I'll, I'll, in my head I think, I'll just wear that blazer every time. But then I bet you're going to think, well, Matt, if I wore it every day, you'd say, maybe get another light-colored something.
5: You look good in light-colored blazers with the rockin' new glasses, I'm just saying. Oh,
0: wow. Okay. Now
5: you've There's really a boost for the day.
0: Okay, I, you know what? That, that is, you've told me that before, so it's got to be true. Okay, because you've said it All twice. Right. Brooklyn, um, here's the deal: we're talking about life and the need to thrive and the and the desire to kind of you know take your life to the next level. But we've also yes. been talking a lot about just the fact that life is stressful sometimes, and then other times it's super super boring and monotonous. Right, it's like the two extremes. Yeah, now, do you, now you, you, I think have a fairly horrific life, not to be rude. <laughs> Mark, your husband is a beautiful man, wonderful guy.
5: He is. You, he
0: is. But you, but you, I know he's incredible. But you have to go. You have to go beyond the news, and the news changes. So no two shows are the same. You have to put together sure. a brand new hour-long program every day. It doesn't stop, and then you've got all these other events you've got to go to. So first, help me understand how do you handle all of that stress. What are some things you've seen that just help you get through it? Because you seem to do it without much of a big deal.
5: You know what? I'm not a huge. This is going to wrap me out. I'm not a huge goal setter, but I do like to take it day by day. Right. Okay. So, yeah. like every night is kind of like a <laughs> approaching a new battle. That just sounds really. No, intense. that's good. That's scary, very
0: great warrior mentality.
5: I think just taking it day by day, and I've learned. I've learned over the years to not be afraid to say no, and I've learned over the years that I occasionally have to say no and back out last minute. And I try not to do it often oh. to the point that I'm, like, deemed rude or flaky or inconsistent. But I think people are really understanding if you say, look, I didn't realize just how full my plate is going to be today. Yes, there's good planning. Yes, there's good organization. I try to do all of that. But really, it's a day-to-day evaluation on what's going to work for me. Today.
0: But you because there's that fear of saying no. And even in your industry, what's amazing is you've kind of reached a really high point in your career. You're taken off. You're an executive producer level. You have your own show. And yet you've said no. I guess maybe there's yes. a time to say yes. And there's a time. No, yeah, you're right. But you, I mean, you're no, now I'm at definitely... a point where you can really say no.
5: Well, and I think opportunities always come, right? You're totally correct in saying that you know when you're in the beginning stages of pursuing any goal or ambition, you absolutely have to be more willing and flexible. Right. but I also think people respect you if you're at a if you're if you're in a position where you can really assess what works for you and what does't. So when we talk about managing stress, you've really got to be honest with yourself and honest with those you deal with, even honest with those that you're trying to impress. yeah. Because I think in the end, people respect someone who is a good self-manager and a good time manager and a good opportunity manager and all of those things.
0: Yeah. I I, I have all, I mean, many times from you, I've received an email saying, uh, I need this by one. Like, yeah. You're not, you're not saying, you don't like, you don't say, hey, you know, if you could, it'd be great in any way, shape, or form that you could just get it to me as soon as you can. You're like, no, I need it by one. You're just Wait, direct, but, and it works. But you're it's smart. So good
5: to take. Don't you appreciate that almost? Well, like...
0: I I talk bad about you for a bit, but then I <laughs> I stop, and then I'm more like, okay, I'll give it to her. The lady. Here's
5: the return. If you were to say to me that I need this by one, yeah, I'm like, oh, how many times has he cut me slack when I needed that from him? So absolutely. So it's See? kind of a give and take in okay. terms of stress exchange. That I think we have to be willing to help each
0: other with, right? Right, Right. I I think, no, see, and honestly, I love it because I know exactly what you expect. And it's sometimes that's better for me than you keep giving me the benefit and then I keep taking it. Because if you said I could bring it whenever, then my whenever is not your whenever.
5: (laughs) When is your whenever?
0: Don't, I'm not telling you. That's my deadline. (laughs) That's in my head, not not for you to know. So there's the stressful side of this. Now let's flip it to the other side. Uh, Then there's kind of just the boring day. There's the monotony. There's the, what do you do? Are you the kind of person that just, are you like this type A person that has the list? And can you relax?
5: I am pretty good. I operate at two speeds, either like type A, go, go, get it done 110%. I'm really, really good at slowing down.
2: Are you? I I am
0: too.
5: I could probably strike a healthier balance somewhere in the middle. But the thing that's funny about TV is I think people on the outside look at it and say, oh, you know, kind of what you did. And, And it's true, but You know, the shows are different every day, and you're meeting new people every day, and every day is different and exciting, and different means new, and new means exciting. And that's true a lot of the time, but I think just like any other job, I mean, we all get stuck in our ruts and the monotony of our day. I mean, at some point, every job, no matter how cool or exciting, becomes a job, you know?
0: It's like you don't sit there and think, oh, my life is so great because I'm on TV every day. I mean, it's now it's kind of not monotonous, but it's life.
5: Yeah, it's life, and you just deal, and I'm not complaining, obviously, because I recognize I have a cool opportunity, but um, a friend of mine taught me a really cool mind trick that I thought was actually pretty applicable to most, you know, mundane, monotonous responsibilities. Um, It's a good friend of mine. Her name's Connie Sokol. She's an author, and one day she was talking about how to shake up, like if you're, I think she was specifically talking to moms in in a rut, like if you're a mom that stays at home and you just feel totally stuck and bored with your day and you're just ready to tear your hair out, you're so bored. She said, be the aunt for a day and I really like that because I am an aunt I have a two-year-old niece who I adore and the great thing about being an aunt is you get to step in and you get to be the fun person in that little person's life like you get to be the one that goes out for ice cream even when you should really be eating lunch or you get to play the day away because you don't have to worry about doing this little kid's laundry you get to be the aunt you get to be the fun person and I think that applies that philosophy applies to any role so if you're feeling stuck in a day you can be the aunt or you can be the boss or you can just take on the mentality yeah. of someone you think has it more fun than you do. And just that mentality will shake it up and help you hopefully approach it in a more fresh way.
0: I love that. So so just assume the role, I guess, because I like, for example, I might not want to be the mom.
5: I don't think you should. I don't think you should want to be the mom. That but assume- <laughs>
0: seems really hard.
5: Don't assume the role, but assume the mentality. Yes, I agree. Of the person that you think yeah. is just hitting it out of the park every day with fun, exciting opportunities. Well,
0: that's interesting because if I do assume the role of like if, when my wife's out of town and I assume the role of being a really healthy, effective, loving mother. Yes, I it, it does actually work. And I, what's weird? Yeah, stuff gets done.
5: Well, yeah. there you go.
0: Uh huh. And I wear uh, her apron.
5: I don't want to know what you we actually don't have a name. No, this role. No, but you wear I light-colored blazers—that's for sure.
0: Yeah, I will uh, from from here on for sure. So um, <laughs> that's good advice. Assume that
5: aunt- I thought it was.
0: Well, yeah, and, and I guess that could go that could go with any role in life. That could go with anything. You, you yeah, could, I you think could assume a, a more aggressive role that's positive, or you could assume a more laid-back role.
5: Yeah, just taking the mentality, kind of trying to think like that person that you assume. It's having more fun than you. And it kind of just shakes up the way you approach your day.
0: That's huge. I like it. That's really interesting. I'm going to assume the role of you.
5: Are you? What Uh would that look like?
0: Well, uh, I think I would probably um, paint my bedroom blue, cobalt blue.
5: (laughs) I am sitting in the aforementioned blue bedroom
0: right now. By the way, you've got to go look up Brooke Walker on Facebook. And you will see a cobalt blue picture of her bedroom yes. that she's yes. that was all for naught, really.
5: Because right, now we're trying to sell it. <laughs> yeah, now you're moving.
0: So, so by the way, was that a good decision?
5: Right. I love blue it. walls. I love it. It is right now. I don't know if it will be. You know, when my realtor takes another walk through this place. But I mean, I like it for now.
0: Yeah. Do you ever get uh, worried? Because I feel bad for some women, like um, the pinners. On Pinterest, yes. mm-hmm. where it seems like their life never stops, because they're either pinning or they're creating a new idea, or they're um, you know finishing an idea. Do, do, could we do we get too wound up in um, you know being bored, so we need something, or always engaged, so we never rest? Where's the happy medium?
5: Right. So I just, you cut out for like a good 30 okay. seconds. So okay. I picked up on happy medium. Yeah, so how do, do we find a happy
0: medium between too much and too little? Between yeah, too stressed and balance, not stressed right? enough. Right.
5: I think the is the motivation. So there's this thrilling debate that's constantly going back and forth regarding, you know, Pinterest and these online moms and women that take it over the top and then there are women who don't feel like they're doing anything and they feel less than. I think the key is just analyzing your own motivation. Like, are you doing it for you? Like, if you are doing this out of, over the top, out of control birthday party or whatever it is, Uh whatever you're throwing your entire passion at, if you're doing it for you and that makes you happy, then that's great. But if you're doing it solely for the purpose to post that picture on Pinterest or whatnot, or share it with your friends, or because yeah. you feel like you have to, it totally takes the zing out of it.
0: It does, and then all of a sudden, there's nothing. There's there's not a peace that comes from it because it's if it's not for the right reason, and if the if the pattern or the process doesn't bring peace anyway, you're yeah. just it seems like you're just setting yourself up to just be exhausted. <laughs> And chasing There's a really your good
5: article right now by a woman named Brooke Romney. You should have her on the show. Yeah. I interviewed her this morning. She was delightful. But she talks about just how everybody else's successes doesn't equal your failures. Like if we combine our our, our combined scores, like, for example, on a scale of 1 to 10, how how good are you are at musical instruments, Matt? How good are you at
0: that? Uh, uh, two.
5: Okay. But your son, for example, yeah. how good is he at, He's, right. He's like an eight. Yeah. So Together. Yeah. You guys are a 10. So it's oh, all about looking at other people's success and other people's accomplishments. That's right. And combining them with your own.
0: Well, and so, and then, you know, I, I'm really good at providing money for music and he's really Please. good at spending my money for music.
5: It works out perfectly.
0: So either way, it's a 10. <laughs> That's totally yes. true though. And I have nothing but satisfaction enjoying his music. Oh, I love that. So that's anyway. that was Brooke, that was who? Brooke Romney. Brooke Romney is her
5: name. Yeah. No
0: relation to Brooke Walker.
5: No relation to Brooke Ro- Walker. No.
0: Brooke, you're the it's best. Always
5: fun to have a conversation with someone. Hi, Brooke. How are you? My name's Brooke.
0: Yeah, I know. Tell mm-hmm. me, Matt. I get that every day. I every you do. day, Brooke, see Brooks a different. Brooke's a very, you know, it's a it's a rare name. Beautiful. Well,
5: thank you. Thank you.
0: Yes, thank you, Brooke. Uh, Brooke, you're the best. And take care of yourself. And remember to um, just say no.
5: Just say no. Keep it in check, people.
0: That's right. Let it go. Thanks, girlfriend.
5: Okay, have a good day.
0: You bet. Everybody go check out Brooke Walker's Facebook page. Just look up Brooke with an E. Brooke Walker. If you write that down and probably Studio 5, you'll get right to her, and then, you know, you'll never be let down. Good stuff there. And go check her out on Studio 5 if you go to KSL.com. You can find her show. Wonderful stuff. We're taking a break. We're going to wrap this bad boy up, folks. We're going to come back. Mike Pond is going to join us. Some quick tips to uh, stress relief. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. back everybody wrapping up the Matt Townsend show we've been talking about thriving you know eliminating the stress of your life and figuring out how to take your life back over who better to wrap up the show and give us some some tools you know to deal with stress but maybe more importantly to notice where we are stressed because we're stressed in ways and we have little triggers that stress us and we don't even know that those things stress us
6: it's a big problem
0: it's a huge problem My kids play basketball in our living room, in our front hallway. I don't know what to call it. In the front hallway. Don't
6: play ball in
1: the house. Well, that's
0: what I say. But we bought them a basketball hoop for Christmas that just (laughs) hangs from the door. Well, that's your own fault. Totally. And I am just sitting there last night. They've already broken a light. (laughs) They've broken a picture frame. Have they broken a window yet? Not yet. But they've broken the blinds that hold the that are in front of the window I would have
6: taken that hoop and yeah. thrown it away
0: but it doesn't annoy me until Three. I'm annoyed and then all of a sudden but it's when I'm stressed and I'm anxious and it's late and I'm tired and then they start bouncing that ball and I'm like
6: ah ah someone's going to die don't
0: someone's going to die and then my wife's like relax relax and then when she says that I'm like oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah and we then you know then it could get ugly it's so Help me understand what stresses me out in that moment.
6: You know, there's a a lot of things in your environment that could be stressing you out. And if you don't realize what's causing that stress, then you're going to continue to be stressed. We we can't use the tools that we learned. That we learned earlier. Yeah. So, you know, it could be your environment. If you're too hot or you're too cold. Sometimes, yeah, it could be that. Yeah, Merit was telling me about a study. Uh, that they conducted in a workplace, do you want to tell us a little bit about that?
3: Yeah, basically, the study was just saying that if workplaces keep their temperatures outside of this ideal, yeah, most people will just be used to that, so they 'll you know feel comfortable enough because your body you kind of just adapt whatever right. it is, but they're they're Effectiveness. Their work effectiveness will go down. They'll start being more lazy, or they'll be oh, more anxious, depending on how yeah. the temperature works. But it's something that they're not super aware of because it's just like a few degrees that's it, that makes them slightly uncomfortable. Do you not
0: notice that when this studio gets warm, I get, I start getting, I sleepy get drowsy, and I yeah. take naps, <laughs> exactly. and the whole quality of the show drops? I'm I just, just uh... I'm just, I'm just saying that so that <laughs> anyone at BYU Broadcasting that's listening would work on the air.
6: That would be nice.
0: Just I'm just saying, it's it. just impacting our quality. Uh, that's huge, totally real. We Temperature,
6: you know, we were just talking about sports along with things that you know stress us out that don't matter. Yeah. March Madness is going on. My bracket is doing amazing. You're, by you, the way, in fact, yeah, you are like Jimmy the Greek. I have thirteen out of the sixteen sweet. Sixteen teams right so now. So you're kids.
0: going to win. I mean, you have a good odds
6: right now. Yeah. Well, I'm winning all of the leagues that I'm in, but I'm I'm stressed out, and I've already picked the teams to go. There's nothing yeah. I can do. Yeah, what can you do? Well, yeah. well all you can but do I, now is stress. I keep checking it, and but that's games why, don't why I don't do a, a few days. I don't
0: do a roster. I don't do a sweet sixteen. I don't do that. I don't. That's that's bad because it'll just stress you out.
6: Yeah, but things like that, like traffic or being hungry, being yeah. tired. If you're if you're Feel yourself getting stressed out. You need to be aware of that and walk think, away. What am I? What is stressing me out? If you're hungry, get some
0: to eat. If you're tired, get some rest. If get out of the traffic. Yeah, <laughs> but see, it seems like it's just natural health. Just do things that are healthy, right? It's like about we, being aware. We learned about breathing today. Yeah, be, being aware and being present <laughs> would start to tell you, look what you're feeling right now. It's something's not right, and then go investigate that. This isn't brain surgery.
6: No, it's not. But we're so bad at it. We're we're terrible.
0: Well, you're 13 for 16. You should just be happy.
6: I'm not for some reason, you know. So I just don't think about it. Or and well, I realize like I, there's nothing I can do.
0: You know what's going to happen? I'm going to lose. Yeah, those three teams that you haven't picked, they're going to run it. They'll be in the final four. <laughs> so one of your teams will win, and they'll lose in the final two. That's probably what's going to happen. With I, mean, I don't want to. I don't want to curse it or jinx it or anything. But that's just. I have a pretty good feeling.
6: You're probably right, Matt. I mean, with my luck.
0: I just think that's funny because if that actually happens now, then I'm like a genius.
6: I've seen other people get get uh, stressed out with these little games, Candy Crush, like Angry Birds. Deer Hunter Hunt, 20, 2014. like that. Yeah, Deer oh. Hunter 2014. It's just...
0: I've stressed many a day. And
3: Over
6: you don't need hunter. to, Matt. It's no.
0: not real. You've already unlocked all the weapons, beat all the levels. You got stressed because we had 220 women that wanted to date you. That's different. Why?
6: because it's real life
0: it's going to affect me forever well other people were stressed because we didn't give them we didn't put their name out there and now they're mad at you and they're stressed about you every time I go into work there's a note on my desk yeah. or in my folders how'd you know, it go dude I'm going to kill you yeah it's scary it's like,
6: leave me alone man
0: and those are just from the girls you dated <laughs> yeah which it's is intense
6: and other things like uh, TV shows reality TV If you if you leave on a cliffhanger
0: oh yeah, oh, yeah. 24. Have you ever watched the movie, the show 24? That is just constantly. heart attack.
6: If you don't watch it in 24 hours. Yeah. Who can sit down for 24 hours? Yeah, you can't do it. So you're going to be stressed. If you want to be stressed, watch that show. why do it? If you want to be stressed. That's
0: right. That's the only reason to do it. We're messed up. Yeah, we are. Because we don't have to use all of these other things to stress us out, yet we use these other things to stress us out. All you need is a family. And you've got all the stress you need. It's all you need. Beautiful gifts from heaven, just sent there to just suck the life out of you. <laughs> not true. I'm going home tonight. I'm probably going to put together a basketball hoop. I'm tearing down that one in our house, and I've, I'm putting up the backboard they broke years ago I think that's in the backyard. One of the best ideas you've ever had. You know, honestly, it seems stressful to me. I'm not. I mean, I know I look like a very handy man, a contractor type. No, don't know how to do. It. I don't even have a ladder. <laughs> so I've got to now rig up some rigging and some dollies and pulleys and <sighs> scaffolding.
6: Just just get get it from Ikea. Look at the directions. You'll be fine, Matt.
0: Ikea. Just breathe. I don't think they have basketball hoops at Ikea. Yeah. What do the Swedes play? Hockey? Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to breathe. Okay. You ready for a little quote? Ready. Quote, quote, Well done, by the way, Mike. You didn't even stress me out, which is- Unusual, sure. right? It really is. Um- Well, I had a really great quote, and then I moved my computer. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? Ready. Happiness is not having what you want. It is wanting what you have. Wow. Happiness is wanting what you have. It's not having what you want. That's a really good perspective. So that's being present. You want to get rid of your anxiety? Be present. Appreciate the moment. Yeah. Recognize your great blessings. You've got everything you need in life. Good stuff. Thank you, Mike. Well done. Good show, everybody. Victoria has been filling in for James. She's been so quiet, just quiet and respectful. <laughs> you can say something, Victoria.
1: It was fun to be here today. It's I good missed to the see show. you and
0: good to have you back. Remember, we you know—you were our crutch we trying had to get so through Skyboy days.
3: I know. <laughs>
0: kind of sad to bring him back up isn't it (laughs) well done victoria we're back tomorrow folks more great tools more ideas tomorrow to de-stress your life we're going to help you create peace this is the matt townsend show helping you find the good in life see you tomorrow right here on sirius xm 143 byu radio